Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your father. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. You know what time it is when you hear that siren. It's time for Frank's power play. And Frank, take it away. All right, and uh, before we went to break, I mentioned there was a player who had a J.R. Smith hit the heady like moment, and that player happened to be Boston Bruins goaltender Tuka Rask. Now, the other night when the Bruins were playing the Rangers, the score was tied 2-2 late in the third period, and Rask decides to pull himself by heading to the bench for an extra attacker. Now, normally, the only time you'll see him do that when the game is tied is when there's a a penalty call coming up to the other team, so you try to get an extra guy on the ice because once the other team touches the puck, they can't score. And everyone was wondering, okay, what's he doing? Why are you trying to go? Why are you pulling a goalie when you're tied up? You keep him in. It's a worst-case scenario. You go to overtime. And everyone's reaction was like, what are you doing? Kind of like LeBron's reaction was to J.R. Smith. But in the end, it didn't result in the Bruins losing. The game went to OT and Brad Marchand scored the game winner. But I, this is one that's going to probably deserve a Price is Right horn or uh, things like that. Now, Rask did come out and speak on what happened and then he made the joke that he had to talk to backup netminder Yaroslav Halak but he said afterwards quote I honestly thought we were down 2-1 to one. that's it I thought we were down 2-1 to one. <laughs> um, and as he gets to the bench Charlie McAvoy told him said, it's 2-2 two, two. so but I think the thing you take from it is that the Bruins came away with a win, and they're probably going to give Rask a hard time about it from here on out, but at least it's not a complete embarrassment. <laughs> that, that, that is true. Yeah. Some other news on the COVID protocol front, with an outbreak of positive tests around the NHL. These are from uh, Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet. Uh, yesterday said the NHL sent out enhanced COVID measures, including asking players to remain home as much as possible except for practices and games. Household members limit discretionary activities from outside the homes. Use of N95 masks probably when they're on the bench, I take it. Rapid testing on game days, mandating all virtual meetings, glass removed from the penalty box. And I guess there's all, they're also talking about reconfiguring dressing room seating to protect anyone who has not had the virus yet. And then, of course, some of the Freeman wanted to say, seeing their replies about this movement, this was always the request, but the rules are different depending on where you live or play. If you live in an area with more allowed, it's an ask to restrict yourself. I mean, 
Honestly, these are probably measures that the NHL should have put in place at the start of the season because that way you wouldn't have a huge problem like you've had now with games getting postponed left and right. All right, so at least, I guess, better late than never, if you ask me. Meanwhile, on the uh, coaching front, there's a rumor going around that Columbus Blue Jackets coach John Tortorella actually wants to get fired. Look, I understand if you don't like your job, but I don't think you'd want to get it tanned altogether. Yeah, see, I think I heard something about this, but he's also kind of a drama king. Well, I, I will admit that Torts is kind of, he is definitely a hard ass when it comes to coaching his players. I mean, I watched a little bit of of a uh, 24-7 road to the Winter Classic when he was with the Rangers, and I was told by a friend of mine that he dropped an F-bomb toward his players about 50-some times. And this is from Friedman again. said, in regards to, this was kind of after Patrick Laine, who they acquired via trade, was benched in the third period and, and didn't play at all, said and it wasn't because of a missed assignment on a on a 2-2 goal Monday night, and of course, it and sources indicated it happened when Lana blew off one of the coaches to try to talk to him about it. And then he goes on to say, there's a theory that Tortorella wants out, that he's forcing the Blue Jacks to fire him. Everything I hear is that's absolutely not the case. He feels a loyalty to the organization and the players there who support him to find a way to overcome all the challenges they face. I could see Yarmo Kekalainen wanting to turn down the temperature and the drama and just play. Columbus is very much in the race, although COVID-related shutdowns have, have them and Chicago way ahead in games played. So, I mean, I don't – I mean, I kind of find it weird that a coach would actually want to get fired. I heard if he wants to leave, I figured he'd quit on his own. But given the fact that the Blue Jackets have actually been very successful – well, it's highly unlikely that uh, unless that Tortorella does something that is super egregiously bad, like like uh, verbally abuses players, similar to how Mike Babcock was fired from Toronto, I don't see him getting the heave-ho anytime soon. So that said, we'll take a look at your stat leaders. There's through today. Right now, Connor McDavid. Still leading the NHL in points scored with 28. Behind him, teammate Leon Dreisaitl with 26. Mitchell Marner in third place with 21. Patrick Kane with 20. James Van Riemsdyk rounding out the top five with 18. In the goal department, Austin Matthews leading the way with 11 goals, followed by Brock Besser with 10. Josh Anderson, Nick Davidin, Nikolai Ehlers, and Tyler Toffoli all tied with Nine apiece. In the assist category, McDavid and Dreisaitl leading the way with 19 and 18, followed by Quinn Hughes with 16, Marner with 15, Andre Kopitar and Kane tied with 13 each to round out the top five. In the goal in the goalie department, the leader in the goals against average, this Alexi Melnichuk, who I guess recently must have played for the San Jose Sharks. Hasn't allowed a goal yet, although he's played. I guess he's played in one game, so that makes him eligible. He's followed by Mike Smith, 
who has a 0.50, and Peter Morozik with a 0.99, Curtis McElhinney, he with one on the nose, and Philip Grubauer with 1.67, followed by David the Vanagot Harris's old boy, Mark Andre Fleury, with 1.68. In the save percentage category, Melchuk obviously leading with a perfect save percentage, followed by Smith, McElhinney, Morazic, and Mackenzie Blackwood. That's your top five there. And in shutouts, Semyon Varlamov and John Gibson with three shutouts apiece. Morazic, Jacob Markstrom, and Grubauer with two each. And, of course, some leaders among defensemen. Quinn Hughes leading all defensemen in points with 17. Payne, Jeff Petrie Lee is tied with Darnell Nurse for goals among defensemen with six. And in the rookie scoring race, Drill Kaprasov of the Wild leading the way with nine points. Actually tied with Pius Suter of your Blackhawks, Derek, with nine points. Leading the rookies in goal scores, Suter with six. So those are your stat leaders. Taking a look at the standings. Things in the Scotiabank North Division, the Toronto Maple Leafs leading the way at 11 and 2 and 1 with 23 points. Points, but again, we've seen this movie before where the Leafs seemingly start out really strong and then just kind of peter out late in the season. So we'll see if they've bucked that trend. The Canadians are in second place at 8 4 and 2 with 18 points, tied with the Edmonton Oilers, who also have 18. The Winnipeg Jets, fourth with 17 points. Calgary Flames with 15. The Vancouver Canucks with 12. And the Ottawa Senators with an astounding, amusing five points on the season. (laughs) In the Mass Mutual East Division, the Boston Bruins still leading the way there with 20 points, followed by the Philadelphia Flyers with 18. The Washington Capitals with 15 the New York Islanders and Pittsburgh Penguins tied with 13 points apiece. Rangers follow them up with 11. The New Jersey Devils with 10. And they are tied with the Buffalo Sabres, who also have 10 points apiece. In the Discover Central Division, in the Tampa Bay Lightning, no Stanley Cup hangover for them. 9-2-1, 19 points, and a plus-19 goal differential. The Florida Panthers sit right behind them in second. Kind of weird how both Florida teams lead the division. 18 points for the Panthers. The Blue Jackets in third place with 17 points. The Carolina Hurricanes in fourth place with 16. Tied with the Blackhawks also has 16. Dallas Stars 13 points. Nashville Predators 12. And my deadbeat Detroit Red Wings who have... Eight points, but also have a minus 20 goal differential, which is not the worst, surprisingly, as that belongs to the Ottawa Senators. (laughs) Some things do never change. And then over in the Honda West Division, the Vegas Golden Knights still leading the way with 17 points. St. Louis Blues with 16. Colorado Avalanche, 15, has them tied with the Anaheim Ducks, who also have 15. Arizona Coyotes with 13. Minnesota Wild, 12. San Jose Sharks Valley Kings with 11 points apiece. So that'll do it for my power play on the weekend of February 13th, 2021, as it airs, even though we did it on February 12th, 2021. So there you have it. 
All right, Frank, with that that good that good power play right there, as we're gonna get it up for you here. As uh, how's the hockey season really going? Wait a minute, just a second, as we get this up. Here we go. <laughs> So, Frank, how is actually the hockey season really going? I haven't been able to really pay attention to it too much, but not really dealing with a lot with the COVID or give us an update on that. Well, I mean, there has been there were some COVID issues earlier in the year. I know Carolina had it. I know I mentioned the Washington Capitals did. And so but I think a lot of that has seemingly settled down. Um, so hopefully things get smoothed out. And as I mentioned, the NHL has tightened their protocols, which probably should have been in place earlier in the year. But, you know, I guess it's better late than never. I mean, as in terms of teams that have, I've been surprised at, I think I think no, no surprise. That t- I mean, you could say it's a surprise that the Lightning haven't had a Stanley Cup hangover. Uh, but then again, and I think it's a little bit more surprised to see the Florida Panthers who have climbed their way up to second in the division. I, I've always kind of figured they were, they'd be in the top half, but in second place is a mild surprise. The East is kind of what, about kind of what you expect it to be. Maybe with Boston leading the way there. There, David the man who got Harris's Penguins have kind of been hit and miss. I know they just, uh, did a GM change. I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but uh, uh, Jim Rutherford has left, and they now have Ron Hextall, oh, which is kind of ironic because Hextall was – he played with the Philadelphia Flyers, and now he's running the show for their big rival. <laughs> I would love to ask David that, but I'll do that another time. And I think in the, uh, in the North Division, and Toronto, I think we – Leading the way there, some will say it's a surprise. Others will say not because they've got the most talent. And, but I think, but I guess if you want to say some things never change, it's the Ottawa Senators are in the absolute pit of misery with only two wins on the year and the worst <laughs> goal differential. You call it a pit of misery. Well, you yeah, because I'm so used to seeing my Red Wings in there after the year they had, and they. I mean, I know I I know I've expressed my disdain for the coaching on the team, but I think that at least you have guys that have shown some improvement, and goaltending is not entirely to blame. Hame on the wing struggles is there's been a lot of games they played where they just seemingly can't score in a whorehouse, for lack of a better word. So, but. Uh, but you know, it's there's not really a lot of huge surprises. I think it's kind of there's a little bit more of the usual suspects in in place at the top, and maybe a couple of guys who you thought would be kind of maybe in the middle or a little bit towards the top, and really no huge surprises to who's at the bottom. So, right. Okay. Nice. Anything else? Uh, nope. Uh, that'll do it. All right. Well, that'll do it for here for Frank's. Power play. Make sure you always listen to Frank's power play here on eighty-eight point three WGS. After further review, uh, we got, do we have another segment? Do we have two? Uh, no, that's going to do it for me. Ah, okay. So Frank's going to peace out early 
on this Friday. Hopefully I can get a hold of David, the man of God, Harris. As usual, you can always uh, catch us on 88.3 WXUT um, from 1130 to 1.30 live. Or like I said, you can get our segments on Apple iTunes or on um, Google's uh, SoundCloud. Uh, anything going on this weekend, Frank? Well, just just basketball for me. As I mentioned, I've got a game at Lincoln tonight, and then we're we got our home opener against Dexter on Saturday, and then Sunday it's back to work. <laughs> Always back at the Zon, all right, Amazon. That is Frank. Have a good weekend, my man. All right, thank you, Derek. Yeah, that was. Frank Vashner there on the phone line ended it here early on his power play. When we return, we got more after further review. Like I said, always listen to us on SoundCloud and on Apple iTunes. Give us a like. Subscribe. If you don't like it, keep it all moving. But like I said, we'll always give you some great content. Once again, back with more here on 88.3 WGs. After further review, we'll be back after this. <laughs> 